section number 25 of the mary francis storybook this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc the mary francis storybook by jane eyre fryer the stories of the third day sir galahad king arthur and the knights of the round table when the story people were assembled on the third day the story lady began in the early days of britain there lived a noble king arthur and his brave knights of the round table the king and his knights were famous for their feats of arms their deeds of valor and their many adventures among them none was nobler and braver than king arthur until galahad came but galahad surpassed them all he accomplished the feat in which so many failed he conquered himself as you shall hear now king arthur held his court three times a year at christmas at easter and at pentecost in the lovely town of Camelot. Here stood Camelot Castle, with its high towers and great jousting field in the meadow by the river, where the knights held their tournaments and performed their feats of arms. At these times all the brave knights of Christum flocked to Camelot, and the bravest were chosen to sit at the round table, where they feasted, told their adventures, and planned new deeds of valor here king arthur would charge them to commit no murder outrage or treason also to be courteous and never to refuse mercy always to defend women and children on pain of death and never to fight in a wrong quarrel for law or worldly goods and to this he pledged both old and young every year at the high feast of pentecost in the centre of the great hall of the castle with its lofty arches and high windows stood the round table merlin the magician so the tale goes made the round table in token of the roundness of the world for all the bravest of the world christian and heathen resort to the round table and when they are chosen to be of that company they think themselves more happy and more in honor than if they had gotten half the world when merlin had made this wonderful table he said that by the knights who sat about it the truth of the holy grail should be well known now the holy grail was the cup which was supposed to have been used by our savior at the last supper and was said to have been brought into britain by joseph of arimathea after a time though the sin of those who had charge of it this holy vessel became lost and the knights of the round table sought to recover it but only a knight who was perfectly blameless in thought word and act could hope to succeed when merlin was asked who was best fitted for this quest he said that three blameless knights could achieve it and that one of the three should surpass his father as much as the lion surpasses the leopard 
both in strength and boldness those who heard merlin say this said since there is to be such a knight you should make by your skill a seat for him to sit in merlin answered that he would do this and so he made the perilous seat in which no man dare sit on pain of being hurt except the knight for whom the seat was made this knight was sir galahad of whom the poet tennyson writes my good sword carves the cask of men my tough lance trusteth sure my strength is as the strength of ten because my heart is pure the tales themselves are from an old book le mort de arthur written by sir thomas mallory in the fifteenth century galahad receives the order of knighthood one day at pentecost when the tables were set ready for the feasting to begin there rode into the great hall of the castle a fair gentlewoman on horseback her horse covered with sweat and foam quickly alighting she came to king arthur who was surrounded by his knights and saluted him damsel god bless you said the king sir said she show me where sir lancelot is there you may see him said the king pointing to the knight she went to sir lancelot and said sir lancelot i salute you and require that you come with me what is your will with me asked sir lancelot you shall soon know and understand she replied well said he i will gladly go with you sir lancelot bade his squire saddle his horse and bring his armor the queen then came to sir lancelot and asked in surprise will you leave us at the high feast the gentlewoman answered for him madame he shall be with you again to-morrow at midday so sir lancelot departed with the gentlewoman and rode into a great forest till he came to an abbey where the squire opened the gates he entered and descended from his horse and there met two of his cousins sir bors and sir lionel who were very glad to see him sir said sir bors what adventure brings you here we thought to see you at camelot to-morrow a gentlewoman brought me here said sir lancelot but i know not the cause while they were talking twelve nuns came in bringing with them galahad a youth so handsome and well made that scarcely in the world might men find his match and all the ladies wept sir said one of the ladies we bring here your son whom we have nourished for you and we pray you now to make him a knight for he could not receive the order of knighthood from a worthier man's hand sir lancelot looked at the young squire and thought that for his age he had never seen so fine a man is this your own desire he asked yes replied his son then you shall receive the high order of knighthood to-morrow said sir lancelot 
early in the morning at galahad's desire he made him a knight and said god make him a good man for he is as handsome as any man that lives this he did in the presence of his two cousins and the ladies of the abbey now fair sir said he will you come with me to the court of king arthur sir said sir galahad i cannot go with you at this time but shortly i will come sir lancelot then departed with his cousins and returned to camelot and the king and queen and all the knights were exceeding glad to see them the adventure of the sword in the stone when the king and his knights entered the great hall for the feast they were surprised to see on the seats about the round table their names in letters of gold which told where each one ought to sit when they came to the perilous seat they saw letters newly written which said four hundred and fifty-four winters have now passed since the birth of our lord and this seat ought to be filled they all said this is a strange and marvellous thing sir lancelot then counted the time and said it seems to me this seat ought to be filled to-day for this is the feast of pentecost after the four hundred and fifty-four year and if it please all here let no one see these words till he arrives who ought to achieve this adventure then they took a silken cloth and covered the letters in the perilous seat and the king ordered the dinner to be served sir said sir kay the steward if you go now to dinner you will break an old custom of your court for you never sit down on this day until you have seen some adventure you speak the truth said king arthur but i was so glad to see sir lancelot and his cousins that i forgot the custom while they were still speaking a squire came in and said to the king sir i bring you marvellous tidings what are they he asked sir i saw in the river below a great stone floating on the water and in it a sword sticking then said the king i will see that marvel the knights went with him down to the river and saw there a stone of red marble floating like a great millstone and in the middle was stuck a beautiful sword in the handle of which were words formed of precious stones set in gold which said never shall man draw me out save the one by whose side i ought to hang and he shall be the best knight of the world when the king read the letters he said to sir lancelot fair sir this sword ought to be yours for i am sure you are the best knight of the world sir answered sir lancelot soberly it is not my sword nor am i bold enough to grasp it for it ought not to hang by my side also whoever attempts to draw it and fails will receive a wound and will not live long after and i am sure you must know that to-day the adventures of the holy grail 
will begin now fair nephew said the king to sir gawain attempt it once for me sir said sir gawain i will obey your command immediately he grasped the sword by the handle but could not stir it i thank you said king arthur sir gawain said sir lancelot this sword will one day hurt you so sorely that you will wish you had never put your hand to it for the best castle of the realm sir said sir gawain i might not resist my uncle's command when king arthur heard this he was sorry and then he bade sir percival to try it who said that he would gladly to bear sir gawain company thereupon he took hold of the sword and drew it strongly but he could not even move it after that there was no one who was bold enough to attempt it now you may go to dinner said sir kay for you have seen a marvellous adventure sir galahad sits in the perilous seat the king and all the knights then returned to the castle and each knight sat in his own place at the table and the young men who were not knights served them when all were served and all the seats were filled except the perilous seat a strange thing happened for all the windows and doors of the castle shut by themselves yet for all that the hall was not greatly darkened king arthur was the first to speak fair comrades he said we have seen marvels to-day but methinks ere night we shall see still greater marvels even while he was speaking an old man came in clothed all in white and none of the knights knew who he was or where he came from with him was a young knight in red armor without sword or shield but an empty scabbard hung by his side peace be with you gentlemen said the old man then to king arthur sir i bring you a young knight who is of the king's lineage and of the kindred of joseph of armethia therefore the marvels of this court and of strange countries shall be fully accomplished the king was truly glad to hear this and said sir you are heartily welcome and the young knight with you when the young knight had taken off his armor he stood in a coat of red silk and the old man put on his shoulder a mantle furred with fine ermine and said sir follow me then he led the way to the perilous seat beneath which sat sir lancelot and then lifted up the cloth and found new letters which said this is the seat of sir galahad the good knight sir said the old man know well this place is yours sir galahad sat down safely in the perilous seat and then said to his guide sir you may now go your way for you have done as you were commanded to do and recommend me to my grandfather king perilous and say that i shall come to see him as soon as i may 
when the old man departed twenty squires met him and they took their horses and rode away the knights of the round table wondered greatly at sir galahad because he was so youthful and because he dared to sit in the perilous seat and they did not know where he was from save from god and they said this is he by whom the holy grail shall be achieved for no man ever before sat there unhurt sir lancelot looked at his son with great joy and sir bors said to his comrades upon pain of my life this young knight shall come to great honor there was so much noise in the hall that the queen heard it and she had a great desire to see the knight who dared such an adventure when dinner was done the king rose and went to sir galahad's seat and lifted the cloth and read his name then he showed it to sir gawain and said fair nephew now we have among us the blameless knight who will bring honor to us all and upon pain of my life he shall achieve the holy grail as sir lancelot has given us to understand king arthur then came to sir galahad and said sir you are welcome for you shall move many good knights to seek the holy grail and you shall achieve what no other knight has been able to accomplish sir galahad wins the sword of balin the savage the king then took sir galahad by the hand and went down to the river to show him the adventure of the stone and the queen and many ladies went with them and saw the stone floating in the water sir said the king to him here is a great marvel as ever i saw and right good knights have attempted it and failed sir answered sir galahad that is no marvel for the adventure is not theirs but mine and because of this sword i brought none with me for its empty scabbard hangs by my side then he grasped the sword quickly and drew it out of the stone and put it in his scabbard and said now it goes better than it did before sir said the king a shield also god shall send you now said sir galahad i have the sword that once belonged to the good knight sir balin the savage with this sword he slew his brother balin and that was a great pity for neither knew that he fought his brother until wounded to death with that they saw a lady on a white horse riding along the river bank toward them she saluted the king and queen and asked for sir lancelot i am here fair lady said sir lancelot then she said weeping your great doings are changed since this morning damsel why do you say so demanded sir lancelot i say truth said she for you were to-day the best knight in the world but whoever said so now would be proved a liar there is one better than you for you dared not grasp the sword therefore 
I ask you to remember that you are no longer the best knight in the world. As to that, said he, I know well I was never the best. Yes, said the damsel, you were, and are yet, of any sinful man of the world, and sir, she said to the king, Nason, the hermit, sends word of the greatest honor that ever befell king in Britain. For today the Holy Grail shall appear to thee and all thy comrades of the round table. Having thus spoken, the damsel took her leave and departed the same way that she came. Now, said the king, I am sure that all of you who sit at the round table will set out in quest of the Holy Grail, and I shall never see you together again. Therefore let us go to the meadow of Camelot and hold a tournament, so that after your death men may say that we were all together on this day. To this they all agreed, and assembled with their arms in the jousting field. Now the king wished to prove Sir Galahad, and to see what he would do. At the king's request he put on his armor, but would not take a shield. Then Sir Gawain begged him to take a spear, which he did, and the queen sat in a tower with all her ladies to see the tournament. Then Sir Galahad took his place in the field, and began to break marvelously the spears of those who rode against him, so that men wondered. In short, while he overthrew and unhorsed many of the good knights of the round table, save two, Sir Lancelot and Sir Percival, then the king made Sir Galahad alight from his horse, and unlace his helmet, so that Queen Guinevere might see him closely. When she saw him, she said, Truly, he is the son of Sir Lancelot, for never did two men more resemble each other. It is no wonder that he has great valor. A lady who stood by said, Madame, ought he of right to be so good a knight? Yes, said she, for he comes of the best knights in the world and of the highest lineage. End of section 25 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.